Hello everybody, welcome to the Bakery Bears radio show. We're back! We're back! After a little break. Oh yes, right the way through December, we have been producing, my goodness, it was wonderful, but it was hard work. Yes. <laughs> the Bakery Bears advent calendar. And now it's over. There should be a word for wonderful, yet hard work. Shouldn't yes. There should we'll be one word. Well, maybe that's something we can come up with. Yeah. So, finally, we have returned. Wonder work. Wonder work, yes. <laughs> we have returned, and we're delighted to be back in this strange period of time between Christmas and New Year. It's like a dead zone. It's just hilarious, isn't it? <laughs> I don't it, like this time. I well, don't know why. Yeah, I mean, uh, I wonder if there's some deep-rooted reason. But no, no, we'll save that for our oh, don't psychology even, Don't show. start with me and deep-rooted <laughs> things again, please. Okay. I've never been such a complex person from talking to you about deep-rooted things. But um, it's that period of time, isn't it, where I think it's because uh, the shops and everything just goes completely off its face mm. for the weeks running up to Christmas. And then Christmas comes around and then nothing. And I'll tell you what was interesting this year is for the first time ever that I'm aware of, Next were not open on Boxing Day. Really? Yeah. Isn't that interesting? I wonder why. Because that's when their sale traditionally starts, this isn't year. it? How strange. Boxing Day it's is got a to be Monday. A decision. Boxing Day was yeah, it was a Monday, wasn't it? Boxing Day. There's got to be a reason, isn't mm. there? A, 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 a sort of it'll be a business decision. Well, it must be. <laughs> with, with the greatest of respect to next management, I doubt they thought. Do you know what? This year we should give the staff Boxing Day off. They probably looked maybe at last year. But then I, I wonder, I don't think last year would have, well, I don't know, the last couple of years probably wasn't a very good judge of... Well, it isn't, but businesses do tend to be very short-sighted. Yeah. So who knows the reason why, but, you know, suddenly everything goes quiet. And it's mm. sort of nice in a way, because it gives you an opportunity to do some different things. And one of the things that we're doing this year is we're working our way strangely through the Batman movies. Oh, yeah. Our daughter, Bryony, decided that she wanted to... She'd never really watched a superhero show, so she decided that Batman was the way to go. Mm. And we, we're working our way through, so, you know, we'll let you know what we think after we've watched them all. But it, this is a time, isn't it, where you're sort of looking for things maybe to watch, maybe to read... Maybe mm. to listen to as you relax. Yeah. And today we're going to be talking specifically about a movie and also a book, which really sort of did it for you mm. and for mm. us. Mm. I haven't read the book that, that you're... No, of course, no. And maybe I would like it. It's not... No, no. Maybe I wouldn't like it. I don't know. <laughs> I've read... I can't, I can't call it... It's kind of trickly. It really, it really sort of is, yeah. The last time I, I used that expression, I got told off. <laughs> Well, you know, each to their own, really, is my opinion in these well, things. Well, I know. Well, books written for ladies, but I suppose it's calling a girl a chick. A chick. I'm, I'm, I'm not offended by that, so it doesn't bother me. I'm not offended. <laughs> so, like Lisa, I'm not offended by we're that. We're all different. Well, the, the thing is, though, to me, that is something a bit 80s. I don't know. What do you think? Chicklet. 80s? Chick. Chick. Here's I don't my... know. I, I don't know that I've ever been called a chick my whole life. Maybe that's something new so, for 2023. So, please do. Would you call yes. me a chick? Yes. I feel like I've missed out. Hey, chick. <laughs> so, look, today... See, I quite like these things. This is why I'm not offended. It just makes me giggle. 
today we're going to be Kay's itching to get out the door uh, today well you st you're stood poised yes yes Today, we're going to be talking about a movie and about a book that you might enjoy. The, the movie, it, 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 there's been certain points in my life, I don't know about you, where I've seen movies which have stopped me in my tracks. Mm. It's not been mm. many. I'll try and, there's maybe three or four, and this is one of them. Mm. It's something that, whilst it is Christmas themed. Yeah, I mean, it is, but. But it's a bit like Die Hard. Yeah. Die Hard. Which we've also watched yes, recently. Yes, yes, loved it, loved it. Bryony loves that yes, film. <laughs> yes, yes. Now, you know, Die Hard is set at Christmas, mm. but you could watch it any time of absolutely, year. Absolutely, And yeah, this movie absolutely. that we're going to be talking about, you could also watch any time of year. Mm. So look, without further ado, let's get out on our windy, slightly warmer walk. Mm. Yesterday morning here was like minus seven. Oh, it's a bit windy. This is the problem. Um, and then today it's going to be plus thirteen. At the moment, it's probably about eleven. I think plus What's eleven. So crazy but it's quite windy. That's the only thing. Well, that's what happens when the temperature goes up. Yeah. Look, I'm going to be being very naive there. There's going to be much more geologically to do with it than. No, I read what it was. It's because oh, the us. cold that we've had this cold snap the past couple of weeks and it was arctic air that got stuck over us that moved away and this air is now from the atlantic atlantic right. is that right did yeah, it yeah, say it will atlantic be. i think what it I'm wouldn't more have said pacific in. would it that's miles away no it must have said atlantic i'm interested in why is cold air still and warm air a bit more breezy i don't know we should write to some oh what is going on here what is this noise Yes, we'll, we'll be back in just a second. So tell us about this book. So the book that I, I listened to actually on Audible, and I listened to it just probably early December through to the middle of December, and it is a Christmas book, but I've actually just started listening to it again. Oh, well. Um, because although it is festive, yeah. But it's set over a couple of months and it starts like at the beginning of November. Yeah. So it's not, it's not like it's sort of bang on Christmas the whole time. Yeah. But yeah, it's a Christmas book and it's by Philippa Ashley. Right. And she does traditionally write, what would be the genre? Like a gentle sort of romance. Right. I mean, if you know Philippa Ashley, you probably know the sort of books that she writes. But this one's called The Christmas Holiday. Right. And I think I just expected the usual easy listening yeah. sort of gentle book. And it is that. Yeah. But for whatever reason, this particular book just really grabbed me. Right. And the, I mean, the ending of the book literally had me in oh, tears because... You said it was perfect. Some, it was perfect. And some people might have... A sort of seen that was going to happen. Yeah. But I didn't, so... Right. I can only can only say it from my point of view. So I don't know. Others might find it found it predictable, but like I say, I didn't. Sometimes predictable is nice, though. Yeah, but I I didn't. I wasn't expecting it. Right. Um, Not after reading Winter Solstice. No, I mean <laughs> everybody knows how much I love Winter Solstice, but it just ended wrong. Yes, it ended yes, wrong. Yes. <sighs> I needed a Christmas day, everyone. Yes, yes. I needed Christmas Day in winter solstice land. Anyway, 
Yeah, so it's set in the Lake District, which is really nice. You know, it's a, a part of the, the country we know quite well. Yeah, We've yeah. been a few times. Yeah. It's the story of this woman. She's called Crystal, but she just goes by Chris. Right. She doesn't, What's her surname? I don't know. Not Carrington. Oh, for goodness sorry, sake. Sorry, sorry. Of course it's not oh, Crystal Carrington. That would have been amazing. It's not Dynasty. And she's sort of mid-thirties. She's got this boyfriend that she's had for maybe a year. Lives in London, lives and works in, works in London. Right. And she sort of grew up in London. Yeah. But she had a sort of difficult childhood. Right. She was a single parent family, just brought up by her mum, who right. kind of drifted from one job to another and wasn't very reliable. Yeah. Moved them around a lot. So her aunt became her kind of mother figure. Yeah. And then her mum passed away. No, she didn't, I beg your pardon. Her mum didn't pass away at all. It was her auntie. Her auntie passed away not long before she was in, sort of like decided to go to the Lake District for a bit. And she left her a bit of money and she decided with this money she was gonna go and stay in the Lake District for a little bit. Well, her hurts. job, well, it was a made up name. Yeah, oh, you see that's... <sighs> it was a made up name, but she did. Did you look it up? No, but I'd, I'd never heard of it. So I guess it might not be a made up name. What's I can't it remember. I can't remember. Oh, okay, sorry. Sorry. Okay. I think she did reference once that she went to Keswick. Right. But it was a little bit of a drive. Right. So maybe it was the Northern Lakes. The funny thing is in the lakes, most places are a little bit of a drive. Oh, they are. <laughs> because the roads are small. They are. But when she was young, she went to stay in one of these kind of, what would it be called? Do you know like where teenagers go and stay in places for, re for retreat, not retreats, yes. like an outward bound sort yes, of yes, course yes. thing. Duke's House Wood. Yes. That's where like our daughter that. went to. Yeah. She went when she was young and she'd always remembered it and it was, it wasn't a very pleasant time where they stayed, was a bit rough and ready. Right. But she always remembered it because on one trip, she sort of stumbled across this big house. Right. And ended up in the grounds of this big house and always just remembered it. Right. So obviously years later, jump forward years later, her job is like a Christmas buyer. She designs and buys for sort of Christmas displays in big shops and all, all right. things like that. Limited. Well, you would think that, wouldn't you? So, but the point is, she sort of has a contract yeah. and then has a bit of time and then has a contract. Cool. So, she's got this lump of time, Sounds and that's good. why she decides to go and stay in the Lake District for yeah. a bit. Her boyfriend's plan is to travel up and down every weekend to see her. Is he a drip? Yes. Right. It sounds um, a bit like an English Hallmark movie game. <laughs> well, it could easily be a Hallmark film, actually. He's, he's sort of a bit wealthy, but uh, yeah, a bit of a plonker, as we would call him here. Gosh, I've not used that word in a long time. It's because you said about 80s earlier. Everybody was called a plonker, weren't they? Didn't they always use that word in Only Fools and Horses? Yes. Yeah. That's what, what we would call a plonker here. 30 years ago is what we would sort of call a plonker here. Right, I'm showing my age. It's hilarious. But she finds that this house, she's always remembered it, it was called Holly Manor, of course. And she finds it on this rental agency and it's, right. it's been turned into a holiday home. Right. So she, basically she rents it for two months. Right. Wow. 
Yeah, I know. So that must have cost a fortune. It's a big old house. Yeah, yeah. And like I say, her boyfriend, I think it's called Brett, I seem to remember. Her boyfriend's plan is to go up and down from London to visit her. So right. they're on the, you know, they're on their way there. And he's got this four by four Porsche. Oh yeah. You know the one. Yeah, yeah. And he's like all macho with it, driving through the hills of the Lake District. And there's this raging storm going on when they travel up, or right. this rain. Right. He decides to go through this ford. A ford is like this sort of little bit of a river. He doesn't sink it, does he? Well, he does. Oh, he, he goes through this ford. That's going to cost some money. Well, oh, and you she's can like, write it off. Well, that's what happens to it. Right. She, she, she says, "Don't be silly. You can't go through there." And he's like, "It's a four by four. This is what they're designed for." Uh, not the Porsche goes, ones. No, goes piling through. The the water's actually up to the doors. And they get stuck in the middle of this river. And he, the water's raging all around them. And right. basically it turns into quite an emergency because right. of his stupidity. Yeah, yeah. And they end up having to abandon the car. Oh, my goodness. So he actually goes out of the car first right. and said, oh, I'll go off and try and find a signal up this hill right. to ring someone. And right. she's left in the car. He just leaves her in the car. Right. And the water's getting higher and higher. And she's like, I'm going to have to get out of this car. Right. It's getting dangerous. Yeah, yeah. So she opens the door and the water comes flooding in. And <sighs> she's taken with her all of her precious Christmas ornaments that yeah. she's had for years to decorate yeah. the house. Yeah. Half of them get washed down the river, oh, clothes, yeah. every, well, you can imagine. Oh, she manages to grab her overnight bag right. and get out of the car. And then this man there it sort, sort of appears to help her right. in a Land Rover and he's got a dog. Yeah. And he's, he's kind of annoyed and really grumpy. You know, he's like, what on earth are you doing? And all this. Anyway, he rescues her. And the story goes on, and I won't tell you exactly what happens between her and, and Brett, and then what happens over the next couple of months. But it's just, it just grabbed me, the story. And I think, because, you know, this, this woman, she seems really lovely, and she obviously had a, a tough, tough old childhood. Yeah. And she just wants a bit of, she wants a joyous Christmas, you know, she wants to create this joyous Christmas and all these things just keep happening. That is the title of a Hallmark film. Yeah, I mean, it kind of is. <laughs> there is a misunderstanding. Oh, yes. And, I mean... Oh, it's my favourite part. <sighs> favourite part of a Hallmark. Can you tell us about the misunderstanding? You want um, to spoil the story? No, I'm, I'm not going to say. Okay, because okay. I'm going to have to read the book. Well, you might like it, you never know. ends it's just Perfect. so lovely and there's like this really sort of at, towards the end there's this dramatic thing that happens right and i'm like oh my gosh what's gonna happen and oh somebody's gonna die and yeah um but nobody oh no don't say don't i can't say, say no, no. but i did also say it ended really lovely so take from that what you will yes but I just really, really enjoyed it. And have I you must read have any read... other of her books, did you say? Yeah, I have, I have. Right. I have read others of um, hers. Her other one's really good. Yeah, I mean, I do enjoy her writing. Right. But I it's... usually read her Christmas books. I think right. traditionally she brings out a Christmas book right. every year, and it's usually those ones that I read. That's really good. 
But it was so, just really lovely and it just engrossed me and yeah. that's what I really like, especially when I'm listening to a book. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm always walking yeah. when I'm listening to a book. Yeah. And I like to, to just walk and then let my brain just go off somewhere else, you yes. know? Yeah. It was just fantastic. The narrator was lovely. You don't know who it was, do you? can't remember. Right. It was on Audible, so right. can't remember the name of the narrator, but she had a really pretty voice. Right. And she put on sort of slight accents for the different people, <laughs> which can sometimes be awful. Yeah, but, but if it's done right. But this time it was re she did yeah. a really good job. Well, that's really good. Really good job of doing like a London accent for the main character. I do think it's quite funny though when the accents are terrible. Yeah, yeah. The problem is when they are, it pulls you out, doesn't it? Yeah, and I mean, that's an interesting thing because the narrator of the book for Winter Solstice, I absolutely love her voice. Right. She's got a very traditionally English voice. Yeah. You know, very country manner sort yeah, yeah. of voice. Yeah. And I love her voice, but yeah. I know that for some people it, it does jar. Yeah. So again, I think I think the voice is a a very personal thing. I don't like listening to narrators who have themselves a really strong accent. Yeah, because I, I you start focusing on that more that's than That's right. That. Yeah. Which is why I just like a really sort of neutral yeah. English wants be, accent. Wants to be neutral and fairly well spoken so yeah. you understand what they're saying. Because then I'm not, like you yeah. say, if they've got a really broad or strong accent, I just find it overpowers what I'm listening to. Yeah. It's a very personal thing. That. So I would really recommend it if you do like that sort of a book. Yeah. And I know we're past Christmas now, but... We're still in I the hot zone, Kate. Yeah, Kay. I know, I, th I think... It's only the 29th. Yeah. If you've got some time, I would definitely plug your ears into that and enjoy it. That should be a new expression. Plug your ears in. Yes. Yeah. I like it. So, that's a book recommendation and a half. You've even got me interested. Oh, really? Yeah, definitely. Well, you know how much I love Hallmark films. I am yeah. a sucker. A complete sucker for Hallmark movies. I enjoy the predictability. I enjoy the yeah. rubbish acting. Yeah. And I enjoy the fact that every so often you find an absolute gem. You do. Yes. And speaking of uh, gem of movies, yeah, I mean, so strange that we we sort of found out summer this year because yeah. I actually saw on text that I texted you and Brian. Yeah, I remember that. Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell were going to do a Christmas movie yeah. and it was going to be on Apple TV, which we have. It was also released in cinemas. It was. And we were like, initially I was like, oh yeah, this, this, this would be really cool. Because, you know, you think Will Ferrell and Christmas movies yeah. and you think, yes, that's going to work. And then as time progressed, I don't know why, I think that perhaps some of the sort of trailery things and one or two of the other bits and pieces that came out it made me slightly more and more yeah skeptical is the wrong word but I was going into it with we all were going into it with not low opinions no opinion yeah it's probably you know we weren't going and thinking this is going to be amazing no no and the other thing as well we that thought, oh, was definitely nice. putting me off is I think long-term listeners, I'm sure we've mentioned this before on a radio show, that I really... Now, you see, I can't use the word in the present tense because I don't dislike The Greatest Showman anymore. 
I've grown to like The Greatest Showman because of how much you and Bryony enjoy The Greatest Showman. Yeah. And so when I found out that the people who wrote the music yeah. for this new film with Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds, yeah. I was sceptical to say the least because it's I'm the cursed. Same people. Yeah. yeah, it's the same people that wrote the music. Yeah, and so I'm unfortunately uh, cursed with an affliction and that is, it's the same with anyone who's like learnt a little bit about something. I'm guessing there'll be a lot of listeners to the radio show who are knitters and knitters know about yarn snobbery. Yes. And I would guess that a certain amount of yarn snobbery comes from knowing more and more about yarn, knowing what the good stuff is, knowing what the bad stuff is, and naturally sort of swaying towards the good stuff. Yeah, there's an element of that, but I, I think it's also, again, down to personal preference. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, some people don't like working with acrylic, for example. No. So I have the musical equivalent of yarn snobbery. <laughs> you do. And the, the problem isn't deliberate. I don't. I certainly don't look down my nose at anything initially. No, no. I don't think I do with anything. I think I'm fairly sort of level-headed. The problem is, when I start listening to anything musical, I start to analyse it. Mm. And that's just because I went to music college and was, was was you know taught and you know you learn what was good, you learn what was bad, and we don't need to go over the Greatest Showman, but it's bad. You know, the the if you if you imagine a sentence that that was spoken with really terrible English, yeah, that is what bad music sounds like. Yeah, but I, I, this is to your ears, yes. you know, to, to my ears and to Bryony's ears. Yes, well, you know, we really enjoyed it, but yes. I do understand what you're saying. Yes, and so you know, I go into Spirited thinking the cormorants there again. Is that what you thought, going into spirited? Well, that's exactly what I did. So Would you believe it, it? There is a cormorant yeah. showing off. He's drying his wings, that's what I read. Right. I looked it up after we first saw them the other day. It looks like he's showing off for a lady. It does, but they're drying their wings. Right. It was a common thing. Where? It said you often see them drying their wings. What's so funny is, I've, you've been walking through this park and I've been running yeah, through this park for, for years, years and we've never seen never cormorants seen here. Never seen cormorants and there he is. And is his... They're huge. I mean, I had honestly had no idea. You would guess the partner so is going to be nearby because yeah. the partner was nearby before. Was. We'll have to keep our eyes open. They must open. have a little nest. I mean, I don't know. They must have, you must be right. Cormorants keep their nests, but look at him. He's looking very proud. Now we're assuming you, that has got to be the male because he's more colourful than spreading his wings than, than the lady. It's like a blooming eagle with a massive beak. And the lady was off. She was fishing, wasn't she? We'll have to keep our eyes out. Maybe she's yeah. fishing for. Maybe they've got young ones. She's there. Where is she? Right there. There she is. So yeah. just a little bit further down the bank, she Look stood on it. the bank staring at us. It looks prehistoric. I've got to be honest. Yeah. It's, it I does mean, it, look like a, a mini pterodactyl. It's slightly terrifying. I mean, it's a huge thing. Yeah. His wingspan must be... A couple of feet. ...over a metre. Oh, I, I can't speak in you, money. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's just me. So, anyway, we sat down to watch Spirited. Yeah. And we watched it at home. Yeah. On Apple TV. And it was really funny, because you, like, 
went sure? I, I didn't know what Dan was thinking when he was watching it. But I didn't expect him to like it because of the... when it, Once he, he told me that it's the same people who did the music, I went, oh, no, Dan's not going to like it. So I was sat there and I kept looking at him thinking, is he liking it, is he liking it? And I didn't think he, I didn't think you were. You um, weren't saying anything. So I was like, mm, you know, he's just tolerating this and he's not really liking it. And what was so lovely for me was, you know, I was sat watching it and absolutely loving it. And then looking across at you and you were like, totally like, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, the music. You're like swaying along with yeah, the music and everything. Yeah, the music really grabbed me. Folks, what I've got to say about this film is, I, you know, everybody's different. We've learned this mm. because I remember when we recommended Solo and then we got some pithy reply from someone saying it was just a modern day Western. Oh, and dude, they'd don't seen, even, don't even. They'd seen a thousand films like it before. Oh. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. It is, it is. And everybody is a little bit different. Yeah. But what is so special about this film is, you know, okay, if we take it initially at face value, you've got two really great actors. Three, including the, the they're all great actors yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah. But the three sort of main characters in it. Yeah. Octavia Spencer, Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell. Yeah. They're all really, really, really good actors. So they, they make they, they make the characters tremendously believable. Yeah. Which is really great. But what they're doing, which is just tremendous, is they're really putting themselves out there. Mm. Because none of these people have ever danced and they've never sung before as no, well, which is just right. amazing. What was striking me about the film was the the hidden messaging within a movie yeah. that you could sit down and watch and take it as a sort of feel good. Yeah. I mean, you might not realize what well, they're, when they're singing. I think sometimes when you when you someone's singing something, you might not necessarily be absorbing what they're saying. That's right. That's right. And the the other thing I was going to say was that what is so clever about I think anything that's trying to teach you something is the best teachers you don't realize you're being taught yeah and i suppose the challenge is when you're watching a film sometimes your mind isn't open to to be educated you might just be sitting down to be entertained absolutely quite yeah. rightly quite rightly you know it's not one of those films which is like preachy it's certainly no, not preachy no, not, no. Remotely. not remotely not remotely no what it does is it takes it never dawned on me how clever Charles Dickens was. Yeah. Because, you know, he sat down and wrote because he needed cash. Yeah. A Christmas carol. In six weeks. And he, he wrote it as a, like he did with so much of his work, it was a, yes, a fantasy story, but he always wrapped it in the challenges of the day. Yeah. So when he wrote Christmas Carol, he, Scrooge, there will have been people around like Scrooge. Yeah, yeah. And, he was inspired a lot by the people that he saw. Yes, yeah. in all his works, which yeah. I think is just yeah. amazing. And what, ne what never dawned on me, and I, maybe I'm naive, but it never dawned on me that actually the Christmas Carol story is timeless because... Let's go along the bottom, it might be less windy. I think unfortunately, yeah, it's not unfortunately, human beings are human beings at the end of the day and we have good points and we have bad points and unfortunately sometimes you know more of the bad points might come out than the good points and you know that leads to characters like Scrooge 
yeah. being around, as long as there's humans around, there's going to be Scrooges around. Yes, absolutely, there is. And, yeah. and I'd always sort of, when, I, when I've watched movies, you know, whether it be Muppets Christmas Carol yeah. or Scrooge, that Bill Murray movie, which yeah. is actually referenced it in Scripted, is, yeah, it is. or reading the book, you, I didn't take it in the way that Charles Dickens wrote it. And actually watching it in the form of Spirited, which yeah. is the name of the movie, it made me realise how profound that story is. Yeah, I think originally as well, I don't know for certain, but I, I think originally um, he intended on killing off Tiny Tim. Oh, goodness. And that was it. That would have been dark. And then <laughs> uh, I think he, people persuaded him that he couldn't yeah. do that with a Christmas story. I think... He, and he really battled with changing the ending. I think that would have been an error. Oh gosh, absolutely. It wouldn't have been a success it, it was if he'd killed off Tiny Tim. <laughs> Can you imagine? I mean, We've just been talking about books, haven't we, with like endings that don't work. That's like the last storm or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the perfect storm. Perfect yeah. storm. Yeah. In the first instance, sitting down and watching Spirited made me sort of appreciate the story much more, the original story. But then yeah. looking at the film and sort of picking up on some of the points that Kay said, it starts off and it is, as you expect, Christmas past, Christmas present, Christmas yet to come. And Christmas yet to come is exactly how you would expect him to look. Yeah. A hooded, you know, yeah, yeah. figure. Uh, Christmas present is Will Ferrell. And actually, when you look at the character of Christmas mm, present, mm. he's perfectly cast. Because mm, mm. it's a big fella, normally with yeah. a great big beard. Yeah. Basically, the, the, the story is that Scrooge is just one of many people who yeah. they have saved. Yeah. And, you know, the, they they sort of have a bit like Santa and his elves. Yeah. They have a load of people helping them. Yeah, who are all ghosts. ghosts, I guess you would call them spirits. So these are all spirits yeah. who all get the opportunity to work. Yeah. They're a group of spirits, very Santa and his elves-ish, who are very excited about doing their job. And it starts off in there saving a particular woman. Yeah. And then they setting out to look for the person who they're going to save the next year. Yeah. And in the process of doing that, they pick someone, but they notice Ryan Reynolds mm -hmm. whilst they're there. And Ryan Reynolds breaks into a song. He is basically, yeah. he's like a, like a corporate social media influencer. Yes. And you know, you couldn't pick a more appropriate job, could you, for the modern world? today no when you consider you know the amount of manipulation that's done yeah yeah in the news and on social media ryan reynolds plays the part of the social media influencer and basically he's going into a conference for people selling real christmas trees yeah and they're basically feeling extremely distraught and very down because their sales are down yeah because everyone's buying fake trees yeah that's right and he breaks into a song and it's, it, it was the first single release from the album. And it's called Bringing Back Christmas. Yeah. And the, the lyrics in the song, I mean, first of all, you could just take the song as a sort of, you know... Like a poem fun, or something, yeah. Well, you could just take it as a fun, sort of slightly musical theatre-esque. You could, you developing, could. Yes. It, it, this is developing the character of a, an evil person. Yeah. It's got nothing to do with the real world. And you could just watch it in that way yeah. and not take it for what they're actually saying. Yeah. And what they're actually saying is, 
that the world has got itself into a very tricky place because what the lyrics of the song are so unbelievably profound. Yeah, they are. Again, when you come back to how things have gone since the rise of social media and, you know, since the rise of the, the, the whole sort of media m manipulation. Yeah. Because he starts yeah. off, doesn't he, by, by saying people are, one, lazy. Yeah. They only care about themselves. Your competition gets this. Yeah. So their stuff flies off the shelves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it, kind of a hard listen. It, it is way, a hard it's listen. It's a hard listen. Because the, the next one is particularly right. Uh, we are too desperate yeah. to feel good, right. I can't remember what the third thing was, but it's basically people want to feel good and right mm -hmm. and like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and all the things, all the buttons yeah. that as human beings we have to fight against being pushed in us by the images and the stories that we see yeah. in the news and on social media, you know, the amount of staged total rubbish social yeah. media pictures yeah. which ruin people's lives because they aspire to, to have perfect lives that don't exist. That's right. And so this song is a takedown yeah. of modern society. And I found it in a way, I was like, oh, do you know what? I found it so sort of... Uplifting. Yes, because I thought, people know, you know, yes. I'm not the only one yes. that thinks this. It was like suddenly this weight's been lifted. Sometimes I think I'm crazy for what yeah, I yeah. think about yeah. what goes on in the world. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's just me and I think, oh, maybe... I'm crazy and everyone else is right and yeah. normal. And then he's saying all these things. And I said to you, I can't believe it. You know, people do know what's going on. Yeah. It, is, it is so unbelievably uplifting to see that people get it. Yeah. And I think when you start to see this in Hollywood, there's a chance that we might not be lost yet. Yeah. There's just a chance. And you know, I, I hope specifically so after the, the the terrible sort of business that went on with COVID and just picking up the toilet roll thing and yeah, you know yeah. the fact that that went crazy when it didn't need to. You know, we're totally manipulated by the media and this song calls it out. Yeah. So then we're, we're off into the movie because they decide that he's the guy that they want to pick to save. Yeah. And so they set about trying to save him. and To redeem him. There's, yeah, there's a Will song, Ferrell, isn't there, called Unredeemable. Will Ferrell is... Really, quite shockingly brilliant in, in his his musical abilities. Yeah. As though is Ryan Reynolds. They are both. As is Octavia Spencer. Oh, I love her. The favourite song of mine is the one that she sings. Well, this is the next sort of point to pick up on, because both Kay and I, and so many people in the world, get caught up in jobs where we end up. Both Kay and I worked in banking. And you end up doing things that you never dreamt you would do. Yeah. Not terrible things, but no, like no. we had to book appointments yeah, we, for you the know, bank we, to sell. We, 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 we all became salespeople. Banks have changed drastically since this time, but during our time, now we bank, were... Now banks tend to not give any advice. No, they don't. They can't give advice now. But back in, back in our day, we were salespeople, you know, and we had to ring customers up and we had to persuade them to come in for a loan or to extend their overdraft or to... Pay for a 
um, to refinance their mortgage, yeah, or to get paid for current accounts. And I absolutely loathed and detested yeah, it. Yeah, me too, me too. And, and I never did very well. I never booked enough appointments. Me, me because it just went against everything that was in me, you know. It wasn't about doing what's right for the customer. No. It was about doing what's numbers. right for the business. It was a numbers game. How and, many appointments have you got today? And how many businesses operate in that way? You know, th there are some now which thankfully do operate in a much more customer sort of focused yeah, way. Yeah. But unfortunately, there's still a huge amount of businesses out there that really couldn't give a monkeys about their staff. Couldn't really give that much of a monkeys about their customers. They're just interested in the bottom line. Yeah. And I understand that we all need to make a living, but the most successful businesses, the most successful organizations are the ones which care for the customers and then the customers will keep coming back. Yeah. So she sings this song, she which does. is a brilliant takedown of modern yeah. working practices. Yes. But again, you could watch it and just take it. And just take it for as a, a beautiful lovely song. song. Yes. Yeah. So then. A beautiful song, beautifully sung. So then, through the course of the movie, they set about redeeming this particular character. Yeah. And there's, there's some brilliant twists. There's some superb yeah. cameos. Yeah. But there the, is, yeah. The, the, there's, there's some particular points in the, the, the sort of music which is beyond exceptional. For example, there's a song which actually is a cut song from yeah. the, the, the film. It's called Ripple. It's not in the film. And it appears in the credits at the end, but had it been in the film, it would have come fairly towards the beginning. And then what you find through the film is constant callbacks yeah. in lyrics. There's actually three songs with callbacks, very subtle callbacks yeah. to that one song. It's on the soundtrack, if you want to get that and listen to it. What you've also got as well is I don't know why it, it, it hits me so hard, sort of emotionally, but the message, the overall message of the film, to me is summed up in one of the songs that appears right at the end. Um, and the song's called Do A Little Good. Yeah. And one of the lyrics in the song is, and it's very much what is said in Christmas Carol, where Scrooge is saying, you know, uh, I'll keep the spirit of Christmas, whatever. Yeah. The, the, the day off. I'll keep the spirit of Christmas all year long, he says, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Well, what they say in this is, whether it's Christmas Day or a random day in May, you should do the best you could. Yeah. And a little is enough. Yeah. Do a little good. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that, like, yeah, I don't yeah. know why it just gets me so much, but to me, that is like, and as well, you know, within that song, they say, a lot of people think, that good and bad is separated by a line. Yeah. There's bad people and there's good people. That just isn't true. The line is grey. Yeah. We all sit somewhere in between. And sometimes, you know, people get pulled down a bad road. Yeah. And it's about... Ripple, for me, is the song which really sums it up in a way because Ripple says, if we all do little bits of good yeah those ripples That's all right. mixed together yeah, yeah, yeah and those ripples become a wave and it becomes a wave of positivity and it, it the, i think that's what has been and i think this perhaps gets to the nub of why the film really sort of hits me so hard is my goodness we, we've said so many times on the radio show if you sort of open yourself up to news media 
And as well, let's be honest, over the years, social media, yeah. with some of the tribal behaviours that were going on, yeah. and actually that's referred to in the film. They say, I think it's in that first song we're bringing back Christmas, says that human beings are tribal. Yeah. And it is true. It's just true. You've read about this a lot, haven't yeah, you, yeah, in yeah. your Ayla books? Yeah. Because we were all in tribes. That's and they right. say this is yeah. the reason why football teams yeah. and sport is so popular, because we can be part of a tribe, we yeah. can all look yeah. the same. What? That's a Ferrari on the back of a... So it is. Now, I only say that because never in a all my Ferrari years... A on the back of a transport, I think. Wow. How strange. Who'd have thought that at the end of our road? Well, yeah, because trust me, you don't see cars like that around here. Absolutely don't. <laughs> we certainly don't live in Beverly Hills. But, um, yeah, do a little good. It just... It, if we could just take that message, you know, if everyone could take that message, you know, after all the rubbish that's that's gone on and... Let's just all be a little bit, and also as well, you know, it's so quick to judge and go, that person's bad, that mm. person's good. Yeah. I think if we all try and remember, and this is the other thing that the movie's saying is, isn't it? We're all human beings. Yeah. And um, one of the lyrics is in unredeemed. No, it's, is it earlier on? I have to believe that in all of us, there is some decency there. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah. I mean, is it just me or is that not like, Super profound. Absolutely, it is. Yeah. And what you've then got within all of this is it's musically watertight. F certainly from my ear. Mm. And it, in fact, what it's doing is, in an awful lot of circumstances, it's doing stuff which it's got me sitting down and transcribing music yeah, again. Yeah, you have been, which has been lovely to see. And I've not seen that for years. I haven't done that in years, because mm. the last time I did that, it was part of my job to do that. Yeah. I haven't sat down and transcribed music since I was at college. You know, and even then, yeah, I was yeah. doing it because I was supposed to do it. Yeah. And so, you know, to want to sit down and transcribe it just because it's so good that I want to know what makes it tick. Yeah. That's just a tremendously exciting place to be. And so, as we return back to the house, where it puts, certainly me personally is, I would say most definitely, I mean, top five movies of all time for me. Um, so Back to the Future. I would have to say the original movie of Jesus Christ Superstar. Yes. About time. Solo. Solo. And Bohemian Rhapsody probably would have been in there. Yeah. But that's now been pushed out by Spirited. Right. I mean, honestly, I would say, and and it might be certainly right now. The way I feel about it right now, I would say it is just the, the best thing I've ever watched and, and listened to. Mm. And the, the music, we've been listening to the, the soundtrack loads, it's so uplifting. It is, it really is. It, it, because what what you can hear in their music is, it's like when they did Greatest Showman, they didn't really properly know what they were doing. Mm. And it's like between then and now, they've learnt. Mm -hmm. Right, this is actually how you put it together. So it's not only... Because I will, I will agree with you, the tunes in Greatest Showman are brilliantly ear-catching. Yeah. And, you know, very singable mm. and very enjoyable. Mm. So if you take enjoyable tunes and then you musically put them together perfectly, mm. it's, a, it's a match made mm. in absolute heaven. So, folks, look, 
You can see I, I quite like Spirited. He quite liked it, didn't he? <laughs> But and also, I'm, I'm really lucky because Dan's been learning the drum parts to these songs and the other night you played Ripple, was it Ripple you played well, for I, me? No, I played Do A Little Good. Do A Little Good, yeah, so I hear Dan playing live along to it. So I'm really lucky that I get that because, and, and it's so nice to see how much he, you enjoy it, you know? You've reminded me of such an important point and, and that is, I mean there's two final points to make. The first one is, as singers, Will Ferrell, Ryan Reynolds, Octavia Spencer, never sung before, so don't go into this thinking they're going to sound like Hugh Jackman. No. Whose, whose background is in musical theatre. Yeah, yeah. But what they bring, which so many pop, pop artists, so many singers, so many musicians don't bring to the table, I, can, I could list a huge amount of people who mm. are technically brilliant mm. but have no feel. Mm. And it's a bit like, over in the States, it's Dancing with the Stars. Here, it's Strictly. They, all over the world, I'm sure, the show is. Everyone will know what the show is. You watch a dance on that, and it looks great, but you don't feel anything. Mm, mm. You watch a dance on that, that maybe there was a couple of mistakes, but you feel something. Yeah, yeah. That is what Will Ferrell yeah, and Ryan yeah, Reynolds yeah, and Octavia Spencer do with the music. They make whatever they're doing have so much feel, it just brings you yeah. absolute joy. But, you know, to say that none of them are professional singers, yeah. I think they just did such an amazing job. Oh, my goodness. And I've got so much more respect yeah. for people like Will Ferrell and, you know, for all three of them, to be fair, because they just throw themselves into it with such abandon that, you, you know, you, you just got to love it. There's a clip online of them doing a dance yeah, rehearsal. Yeah, yeah. And Will Ferrell, and Ryan Reynolds also, he They're looks struggling. bad. You're struggling Will with Will Ferrell it. looks like every dad dancing. He's older, you know. 55. Yeah, you know, he's not a 20-year-old bloke. And you can see he's not really got an ounce of dancer yeah, ability in yeah. him. But my goodness... He, he, he pulls just, it off. Yeah, absolutely pulls it off. And yeah. it just makes you think that, you know, even if you think you're not great at something, at the end of the day, if you put everything into it, it can still be amazing. And that's what the, that is what the film is about. Yeah, yeah. It is yeah. about, you know, just do a little bit more. Yeah. You yeah. know, can you do a little bit more? Yeah. Can you do a little good? Oh, God, it's so good. The, the final thing that I suppose we'll have to say is that there is a certain amount of bad language in it. There is. And so there yeah. will be a proportion of you which I would guess might not enjoy it because of that. Because of that, yeah. But I think that, unfortunately, you know, you, you have to accept that in the world that exists. It does, and at the end of the day, it's, for me, it made it more real. Yes. Because it's the real, you know, this it goes is. on, you know. It is. And but absolutely, you know, if you don't like that, it's not... It's not it's prolific. Not, it's certainly not prolific. They deliberately put it in at very specific points yes, to make a point. To make a point. So there's there's yeah. no bad. I don't think there's any bad language spoken. It's no, sung. no. It's in the songs. It's in the songs. It? Yeah. And quite often it's in a sort of comical way. Yeah, humorous. Yeah. But it's done. It's done specifically. Yeah. To get a point across. But it's something you should be aware of. Yeah. But yeah. But I I think what I would say to you is if you could watch it and open yourself up to it as a musical experience, also as a most amazing, profound story for yeah. today, yeah. I think you'll get an awful lot from it. And, you know, I know people are always very interested in what do we love. Well, mm. you know, as I've successfully got across to you now over the last 25 minutes, <laughs> I do really love Spirited. Anything that taps me back into I think this will sum up with 
what Spirited has reconnected me to is the feeling that I had when I watched Jesus Christ Superstar and knew I had to be a drummer. Mm, mm. You know, I'm like seven, eight years old. I watched that and I'm like, I have to play the drums. Mm. And watching that, it made me want to go and play. Mm. Now, that's, that's a special feeling. It is. And we will leave you with that, folks. Look, have the best New Year's. Yes, have a great New Year. 2023. 2023. The great thing is... After the last two, three years, mm. we could be fairly certain 2023 is going to be pretty good. It can't get much worse. I mean, no, I mean, I should never say that because you just never, know, you never. never know what's going to happen, do you? But let's go into it in a positive frame. Life's of mind. all about perspective. Well, it is. We've had perspective. Yes. We've seen what bad years are. It's not going to be a 2020, is it? I, I, look, you never know, but I would say that the odds are slim. I'd say the odds are slim. And if we all go into it, creating ripples of goodness. Yes. If we all do a little Let's good. Let's do it. Yes. Let's do it. Folks, thank you so much for listening. Thank you, everybody. All through this year, it's been wonderful to be in your ears. And next year, we'll be back in just a couple of weeks. Oh, yes. We'll be back for another Baker Bears radio show. So take care, everyone, and we'll see you soon. See you soon. Bye. Bye. The Bakery Bears radio show is brought to you by Bakery Bear Productions and is made possible by our Bakery Bear patrons. Find out how you can join our Bakery Bear community, access more of what we do, and keep the show on air by visiting www.bakerybears.com forward slash listen forward slash.